This is Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. Thanks to Bluebet. Bet with the homegrown bookie this spring carnival. Bluebet, what are you really gambling with? Footy superstar Daisy Thomas. My highlights, no, I didn't have time to watch all of them. Oh. And radio royalty Bridge Duclos. I can ping out Hammy just by bending down. <laughs> this is the best of Triple M's Rush Hour Summer Edition. I feel good! On Triple M. Bridge Duclos, what an amazing first week we've had together on the air. Today, we get to relive the very best moments. Uh, well, I'm not sure how we'll fit them in, to be honest, but I did love the chat we had this week with Collingwood's Oleg Markov. And your one-on-one with boxer Harry Garside was supreme. You'll rarely hear from two nicer, more thoughtful gentlemen. Ah, yes, Bridge. Plus, just because Big Willis isn't here doesn't mean we don't get to do Hump Day Quiz. You took over the quiz and got a nice nickname in the process. Yes, and I'm not sure about it, if I'm honest, but, Daisy, since we are such a new pairing, I thought it would be nice to ask you a few personal questions. Brace yourself. We'll do that next. This is the best of Triple M's Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos. And catch the show whenever you want by downloading the listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. I feel good. Triple M. Now, Daisy, I'm thrilled to bits to be working with you, but it'd be fair to say we don't really know each other that well, do we? Well, it became very evident the other night. <laughs> very evident very quickly, Bridge. Well, it did become quite evident when, uh, <laughs> when our lovely... Uh, Friends here at Triple M organised a little catch-up. Mm. You know, you and Daisy are going to work together. Best you have a nice dinner, which seemed quite simple. So I uh, turned up to the local. There you were. And uh, <clears throat> I actually went straight up to you and called you Beersy. <laughs> I thought you were someone else. So Beersy's the digital. young fella out yeah. there. He's in charge of digital. Very handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Great recovery. <laughs> but, Dave, to be fair, I haven't seen you. I think when I saw you in your matching tracksuit, you didn't have a beard. No, and I may have had blonde hair still back and then, And I think you it? had that look going with you. So, to be fair to mm-hmm. me, um, so I thought, Rabs, I don't know what you think, because we're just getting to, <laughs> getting to know each other, I thought it would help if we asked a few questions. So I'm gonna, I would like to... Uh, a bit of speed dating of, <laughs> on a Monday. <laughs> yeah, you Do can, I need to run you, this past Tash? <laughs> well, I better run it past my new love too. Oh, but, oh, oh, hang on. Oh, oh, I thought you weren't going to mention that. What? <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? No, nothing. Can't remember. Um, anyway, Days, at the moment I'm fully focused on you. So would that be okay if we had a bit of a getting to know you? More than okay. We've got an opener. Well, who are you? It's time for Daisy and Bridge to learn a little more about each other. I'm a touch nervous for this one. Kind of like a radio first date. What would you suggest for a mature, very good-looking, still in good form, 58-year-old? <laughs> this is... Getting to know you, getting to know all about you. Oh, what a magnificent opener. <laughs> okay. No expenses. <laughs> <laughs> Question number one in getting to know you. I can't okay. concentrate. Sorry, I've been. just amused myself. Um, oh, my God. Oh, sorry. Um, what is your favourite flower? Oh. Oh. Oh, that'd be a daisy. Uh, yeah. Surely. <laughs> Surely. It's a no-brainer. This is speed dating. Get a move on. you got to get I was quick... going to say self-raising. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go down the garden you, path. Your name is Daisy Thomas, and yeah. you were going to say to a flower. I don't buy too many flowers for myself. (laughs) Oh, lovely. Going beautifully. Who do you like better, Collingwood or Carlton? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's 
getting, that's getting to know. He's wait for both. We're right? 15 and a half minutes in <laughs> and you're I'm, making him to But choose. I'm getting to know him. Uh, are you going to piss off millions of Collingwood or millions of Carlton fans you days? Oh, I you love them answer. equally. You know, no, you know how you can't have a favourite child? Well, you can't tell Mine's Collingwood. <laughs> <laughs> so you, okay, Look, slightly in front for the pies for obvious reasons. All right. What are they? Oh, yeah, that one. You want a okay, flag? lovely. Yeah. All right. Nice. Uh, this is a bit easier for you. You shouldn't struggle with this. I hope so. <laughs> Whose poster did you have on your teenage bedroom wall? Gary Ablett Sr. Not Pamela Anderson, not a big end girl. You had Gary Ablett Sr. Yeah, yeah. This is so interesting. Well, they're both I, from Druin. I was a full mm. footy enough bridge, like yeah, proper, like yeah. football everywhere I went. Yeah, Clearly. I eventually got into the, the the girls and the other side of life, well. but for the most part, until I was 13, 14, it was just football. Really? Gary Ablett Sr. Mm. Interesting. Would you rather be hot or cold? <laughs> <laughs> um... I'd take hot. Hot. Yes. You'd rather be hot. Yes. Okay. Interesting. It's an interesting question. Okay. Is, is it? Is oh, it? <laughs> so, so which part of it? Because <laughs> I think you fall into one or the other and it's a bit of a personality thing. I'll get back to you on that too. Okay. Last question. What do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, happy. Oh. See, I think you could be a a, a, oh. a beautiful new age sensitive type of man. It's something That's in a there. beautiful answer. That and self-raising flower. <laughs> you can't go wrong. We started off. I feel like, I, I feel like I've learned a lot. Do Is I it... get to like rebut at some stage or ask you back? Well, you can ask me questions. Tomorrow? Well, I have a, I need like a day to prepare. <laughs> you need a day to, to prepare if you like hot or cold. <laughs> I, need, I need a day just to make sure that Collingwood and Carlton people aren't out there trying to chase me down the street. That's a big question I you didn't, asked. Well, okay, so that's what I need to know. I didn't mm. know that was such a big question. Mm. And I agree, you do love your children equally until one pisses you off. Yes. And then you tend to go. So you would have gone between, I'm sure. Mm. But you had equal time at each? Uh, eight years and six years. Okay. Equal. So not quite equal. Okay. But my right. math serves me correctly. Is that question going to cause any grief for you when you leave the building? Should uh, we get security? As long as Beersy doesn't put it up on socials, <laughs> I think we'll be fine. And to anyone out there who is listening, uh, I'm sorry if I offended you in any way. I'm, so, I'm sorry to ask you your question. It was so controversial. <laughs> I thought it I'm was... sweating more than you. <laughs> this is the Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos. Right now, we are joined by Australian Olympic medal boxer Harry Garside. Our next guest is undefeated in professional boxing. Oh, big shots, and that'll do it. Harry Garside with another supreme boxing tournament. But after claiming bronze in the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, he has his sights set on taking home gold in Paris. Something that Australia's never managed to do in boxing. I'll be so proud, I'll be so happy. Please welcome Harry Garside. Harry, thanks so much for coming in, mate. Uh, there's times you come into work and you're excited, but today I've just got a little bit more of a pep in my step. Really excited to have a chat, buddy. Up and about. No, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, pumped to be here. Now, obviously, you heard in the opener, a bit of boxing going on from your side, but I'm not sure if you've been made aware, I'm having my first bout on December 1st. Mate, we love to hear that. I'm a firm <laughs> believer every human should experience this once in their life. At least once? At least once. See, are you feeling good right now? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I've been a little bit under the weather. I've had spring racing. I've had AFL grand finals. I've probably trained off a little bit. Okay. I've got is two and a half weeks prime time to get fit. Two and a half weeks, plenty of time. Plenty <laughs> of time, mate. you just got to have like positive thoughts now, although I'm sure you're nervous as. Like it's so standard. I remember my first one, I was 12 years old. Terrified. <laughs> Are you talking boxing bout or sort of schoolyard? 
First boxing professional. Yeah, yeah, first boxing bout was when I was 12 and I was absolutely terrified. Oh. So I can't imagine how you're feeling, mate, but it's all about trying your best to have like as many positive thoughts over the next couple of weeks. See, I've got a little bit of an issue and the trainer says this, that I'm obviously playing football. I don't mind getting hit in the head too often, but every now and then I've got to duck a punch, like just rather than copying them. Uh, it, you know, any advice in around that? The old Homer Simpson. You've seen that episode? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just ties his ties them out. out. Yeah. <laughs> if I painted myself yellow, I could get there. Um, in all seriousness, though, how are you? What's going on in your professional boxing career? Mate, I'm very well. I'm um, two weeks out actually today from the uh, Olympic qualifiers over in the Solomon Islands, so I'm 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 well in prep as well. So I'm feeling good. Uh, it's been a great preparation so far, and and to to qualify this side of Christmas will be ideal. And and I'm feeling good, right on track for myself. What, what sort of camp time have you been? To be honest, it's been like. I haven't really stopped for the last three, four months, mate. It's been a very, very um, consistent uh, road up, up the hill, and I'm feeling really, really good. Like, my weight's good, boxing well. Um, we were in Europe a couple of weeks ago, so I feel like I've had a, a great prep. No no problems here, mate. Just going to make sure I do the job over, over there in two weeks. Chasing gold, obviously. You've spoken a little bit throughout what I've heard about uh, Olympic bronzes and things like that and the motivation to keep you going. Is that still burning as hard as ever? Absolutely, mate. The, the big focus, obviously, this side of Christmas is just making sure we qualify. We get three chances internationally to qualify. This is the first one. Make sure you qualify this side of Christmas. Have a little break. You know, a bit of Christmas ham, a bit of a beer with Ooh. Dad on Christmas Day will be fantastic. <laughs> haven't, I haven't celebrated Christmas in about six years, so be good to have a beer with me, old man, this side of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then next year is just the, the, the journey to the, the Olympic gold medal. Talking about sort of, you know, professional athletes and the drive to keep going, how do you keep yourself motivated and so positive? Because everything I've heard from you and about you, and I did not try to do too much research in terms of listening on podcasts and whatnot that you've spoken about, but everything seems so positive from how you talk about not just boxing, but also life. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. Like, I think we all experience highs and lows in life, right? And and it's inevitable that at times throughout a year, throughout a month, you're going to have shit days, you're going to have tough days, you're going to have tough weeks sometimes. You hope, Hopefully not tough, too many tough months, but it happens. That's life. But I think I'm really fortunate that I'm really curious. Curious. I always want to grow, get better, develop. I do what I love. You mean, I'm, I'm really fortunate that I was a tradesman for a few years after school and I'm very happy now that I can... You mean keep myself afloat just through boxing and, and, and I'm really grateful that I've worked really hard from the age of nine to, to get to this position now. And if I ever complain about my life, I always think back to the days when I was working for 450 bucks a week as a tradie. <laughs> so I can never complain that I'm waking up every single day. Yes, there's hard times. Yes, there's hard days, but I, I get to do what I love every day and, and I'm really grateful for that. So, so I, I guess I can't not be happy. Do you ever wonder if you do get to achieving your goals? if there ever be sort of a, a ceiling on that? <laughs> That's a good question. My mum always <laughs> asked me that. I, well, just, um, from, just from personal experience, right? So as a, a young kid, all I wanted to do was play in an AFL grand final, win a grand final at 22 years of age, that achieved it. Mm. And then there's your life goal done at 22. And you're almost like, okay, where to from here? I, I listened to a podcast on this and the quote was, you've already achieved goals you said would make you happy. You mean, and I think there's, I think the capitalist mindset is, you mean this if and when mindset, when I get that promotion, I'll be happy. When I get that grand final, I'll be happy. When I get that gold medal, I'll be happy. That if and when mindset. And I've already achieved things that I thought were going to be the things that were going to make me happy. And I think I'm, I'm realizing now that no, no goal, no ambition, no, no car, no materialistic thing, no gold medal will actually make me happy. It's how you feel about yourself. And I actually think that I become the best version of myself and I feel best about myself when I actually am chasing my goals anyway. So it plays hand in hand, but just realizing that 
win, lose, or draw next July in Paris, I um, it's not going to change or affect my self worth in any way, shape, or form. How good, how good is that, mate? Thank you so much for speaking with us. I wish we could go on for longer. All the very best with what's to come in this exciting future of yours. I really appreciate you taking the time to come in and have a chat, mate. More importantly, thanks for having me on, and all the best in two weeks, mate. A champion footballer. Thomas has uploaded the biggest barrel. Teams up with Radio Royalty. Your show, but I've taken over. Triple M's Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Rich Duclos. Somebody who does have something going on is Billy Brownless, and he has the Hump Day Quiz. Mm. He's yes. not here, no. but you've put your hand I'll up. Put my hand up. Just taking control yep. like a true spiritual true. leader would. Yes. The Hump Day Quiz, run by the Hump Mistress. <laughs> <laughs> Never been called that before, but thanks. <laughs> Can you I put that on good... my business card? <laughs> the hump mistress. Time for the hump mistress to do her thing. <laughs> and now, from the studios of Triple M Melbourne, it's the Rush Hour's Hump Day Quiz. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Bridge Duclos. Oh, lovely. What a lovely introduction. Thank you. Otherwise known as the Hump Mistress. <laughs> and very excited today because we have two fine players who are going to play the uh, Hump Day Quiz Days. We have Craig or Crackers from Albury. G'day, Crackers. Hey, g'day. How are you? Don't know if I'm worthy to be in your present, Hump uh, Mistress. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair point. What have you been up to, Crackers? You been working on any rail or anything? Uh, yeah, I work in rail construction, mate, so I'm looking after all those big rail projects that we're building that you'll soon all be able to ride on. Oh, thank Well, that'd be good one day, but good on you, Crackers. <laughs> and I believe you're a Hawk supporter. <laughs> one day. <laughs> true, 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 true. Hawk supporter. I've got three premierships in the bag. I can go forever. All right, good on you. Now, how would you like to do your buzzer, Craig or Crackers? Which one? Crackers. Okay, there we go. Crackers That's from... Wodonga and Albury. <laughs> yes, it's yes, yes. indeed right. Albury, Wodonga. Yes. Oh, <laughs> right, okay. And our second contestant? Yes, is yeah. Georgia from Carum Downs. Hello, Georgia. Hello. How are you? We're very well, and you're a closet hawk supporter. I am a closet hawk supporter because I get food at every time from the rest of the family. Uh... But after that end show, I feel like I need a shower. It feels like I walked into... <laughs> Do uh, my apologies for being called the hump mistress, um, but I'll oh, take it. Right. I'll take it gently on you, Georgia. No, um, Do you want to practice your buzzer for me, Georgia? There we go. Very good. To be, don't be afraid to yell it out, Georgia, because if uh, Crackers is going to give us crackers, mm. we need to hear Georgia nice and loud. All right. Well, we start with question one. That's usually where we go. So let's Excellent. go with one. Okay, uh, Georgia and Crackers. Which former politician has reportedly been knocked back from joining the Portsea Golf Club? Georgia. Georgia? Dan Andrews. Oh, Georgia. Bang. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Well done. Okay, question two is an audio question. Mm -hmm. On this day in 1986, the Beastie Boys released their critically acclaimed album, Licence to Ill. Sing the next line to this famous song from that album. So they both get a go. So, Crackers, you can kick us off. Here we go. You gotta fight! For your right. For your right to party. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I think we've got to give that to Crackers. No, no, no. Georgia Georgia tuned in as well. (laughs) She was doing backup vocals. Okay, sorry. Georgia, now is your turn. Are you ready? Go for it. Right. You gotta fight! For your right to play, for your right to 
Crackers somehow had some backing vocals, so I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> okay, good. She did indeed. All right, lovely. So we're sitting at one all. One all. Mm. All right. Question three. Collingwood Premiership player, not you, Oleg Markov is going to join us after 5 p.m. today. Can you name one of his two former clubs? Oh. Georgia. Georgia. Yes. Brisbane. Close. Very close. Very close, but no cigar. Close crackers. Think close to Brisbane. Gold Coast. Yeah. (laughs) Very good. Very good. All right, crackers, you're leading. Do you want a score update? Yeah. Crackers two, Georgia one. Thank you very much. No worries. Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) As hub mistress, I can't do everything. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Question four. Motley Crue played last night at Marvel Stadium. Who was drummer Tommy Lee's famous ex-wife who starred in Baywatch? Georgia. Yes, yes Georgia. Pamela Anderson. Ooh. <gasps> Ooh. It's a tight one. Two all. Two all. Okay, so the winner, see, I can work it out, of this question will yes. be the winner of the Hump Day quiz. That's right. Let it out. The WWE is bringing their Elimination Chamber event to Perth for the first time with The Rock rumoured to potentially be coming out for the event. What is The Rock's real name? Georgia. Ooh. Georgia. Dwayne Johnson. Ah! Oh. Too good. Oh, bad well luck, done. crackers. Well done, Georgia. Too Sorry, good. Crackers. Too good. Up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Triple M's Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos. This man who's joining us right now has one of the best stories in AFL history, which culminated in a premiership with the Collingwood Football Club. It's Oleg Markov. Siren! The Kings in a close finish! And the Kings in the AFL! Collingwood are premiers! Number 37, Oleg Markov. Oleg, thank you so much for joining us, mates. Congratulations. Have you come down yet from the high that was winning that grand final? Wow, wait, what an intro. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I actually have a, I had a bit of time to um, – I went over to Europe and had some time away, so it was nice to slow down and go to a non-footy-related place. Um, so, yeah, I've sort of debunked all my feelings and emotions and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get back, back, back into it. So you've debunked your feelings and emotions. What did that involve? Oh, I, I, think, I think when you – the last sort of month of finals and – then post the grand final, it was just footy, footy, footy. We had a we had a function from Saturday to the following Friday, and it was all to do with football and mm. and a lot of drinking and that. So it was finally good to <laughs> just yeah park it, um, reflect on the year that's been, and and I guess my journey itself. And um, yeah, I'm if anything, I'm itching to get back now. No, oh, interesting. Now you've been to Rome, haven't you, Alec? I was I was in Rome, I was in Paris, uh, a bit of Switzerland and uh, UK. Oh, how magnificent! So you've been, have you been eating and drinking up a storm? Yeah, I, I fully <laughs> fully engulfed in the um, in all the different cultures there. So yeah, I ate some snail, I did this and that, and yeah, rode a little Vespa around. So no, it was it was refreshing. I can see though you may have uh, had the skinnies a touch high. So you're already back at training today, and I saw that Tommy Mitchell split you open. Yeah, well, I think Tommy, I mean, he's more, um, he's a lot older than I am. So I think he realised that you can't get reported or suspended um, in the off-season for footy-related incidents. So he lined me up and, um, yeah, he, he caught me a beauty. But, um, yeah, 
it, it was it, it was all it was just a it was just a friendly head clap, <laughs> friendly fire. You touched a little bit on your journey. Did you ever think after you moved on from Richmond and then got the lemon and sass from the Gold Coast Suns that a year later you'd be a premiership player? Nah, nah, uh, I I could only dream of that. Mm. Um, it was it was something that was beyond me, and I think even when when I think of my journey, I I, I get really overwhelmed when people. Um, credit me for not giving up and um and that but to be honest it was it was my support group that were around me my partner my partner's father my parents Mm. um they're the ones who actually got me probably back over the line because i did give up i gave up on my footy dream i gave up on myself i had no confidence no Mm. belief um but but those those people around me were the ones who actually um got me back playing footy or wanting to, to give it another go. And, um, and and they're the ones who filled me with enough confidence to make myself vulnerable again in a new environment and a new football club. Look, mate, you are known for a lot of dashing run and a bit of speed off half back, but you're also really well known for your mustaka. Unbelievable, <laughs> but it's gone. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's gone for a good reason and um, a good cause, but it's been, um, yeah, it's sort of been a, a really nice talking point. I've had a lot of people, whether it's been good, bad, indifferent, um, have obviously messaged and have reached out and and have been a part of my sort of interaction with men's mental health and um, yeah it's it's good it's good putting things front of mind and um, yeah look if if it's the cost of my moustache I, I think I'll do it every year from now on to be honest oh good on you for for November which is fantastic do you, are you feeling a little bit uh, a little bit exposed a little bit nude a naked. bit naked Ooh. yeah no no that they're the perfect words if, <laughs> if I to describe it I did feel very nude vulnerable, um, naked. I was sort of feeling bizarre sensations on my top lip that I haven't ever <laughs> felt before. You know, the wind is more sensitive. and yes. But I think um, after today's run, I feel like I'm more aerodynamic. So maybe I am a bit quicker. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Now, how do we donate? Because Movember is just a, an amazing cause, of course, for men's health, mental health, testicular cancer and prostate cancer. How do we uh, how do we back you and, and get behind you? Well, well, obviously you can donate um, via my Instagram. It's it's in my bio. You can go through the um, Movember website and search myself up. But also, it doesn't have to be ideally me. You can find a friend, a family member, or support anyone really. Um, yeah, I'm just the small small cog in this system, and I'm just trying to make the world a, a little bit better and be a spokesman, be a voice. Um, and I feel like potentially by my by my actions on and off the field. I'm quite a bubbly and um, emotional person and I just wanted to um, allow people to, to to hug it out, to smile, to have fun. Um, that's what life's about. It's, it's, hard, it's hard enough as it is and we're all going through it. Um, so Aww. one together with a smile. Oh, like you are gorgeous. Your mum would be so proud of you. I'm a mum and I would be very proud of you and my son, so good <laughs> on you. Oh, thank you. I, I, I'm sure she is very proud, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet she is. Well, well done to you, mate. Great cause, as you said, and we're very proud of you for what you're doing. Congratulations on the Premiership and all the best for what's to come. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, guys. Make sure you head to Movember and donate today. Footy superstar Daisy Thomas. My highlights, so I didn't have time to watch all of them. Oh. Oh. And radio royalty Bridge Duclos. I can ping out Hammy just by bending down. <laughs> this is the best of Triple M's Rush Hour Summer Edition. I feel good. On Triple M.
Last hour, Bridge, you asked me some personal questions, so this hour, it's my turn to ask you some things about you. Yeah, well, just so you be careful, please, because you've got a question for our family that's been boggling your brain. Yes, and since Billy Brownless isn't here, we thought we'd bring in a real comedian to tell us a real funny joke. Nick Cody will join us shortly. Yeah, but next, the boxing superstar conga line continues as we chat to the legend that is Danny Green. We've got more of the best of Triple M's Rush Hour Summer Edition soon. And catch the show whenever you want by downloading the listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. I feel good! This week is the fourth annual week to raise awareness for the Stop the Coward Punch campaign. And we're joined by the champion behind it himself, Danny Green. Our next guest is a four-time world champion who took down some of boxing's biggest names. Jones is struggling! How good is this? And I know everyone, the Danny Green, we are so excited, but you in particular, yeah. Bridge. Oh look now now I'm striking around the place you are. Well look now I'm a bit older, I'm allowed to say what I feel. Okay. I think it's a right as you you know, get older. And I want to say to you, Danny Green, I've had a crush on you for years and it's <laughs> lovely to talk to you. Uh, well Bridge, uh, I'm, I'm, my wife lives in Perth, so she probably won't hear this. I'm the same, I'll go on on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that's out in the open, Leo. What are we going to do about it? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's a very good question. I'll get back to you later. Um, Danny, it really is lovely to talk to you, though. And firstly, before we get into some serious boxing stuff, which uh, Daisy needs to talk to you about, congratulations on the fourth week uh, to raise awareness for Stop the Coward Punch campaign. I reckon this is one of the greatest uh, campaigns, especially coming from a person like you. Oh, I, I appreciate it. And you know, I always maintain that it's the media that have been so uh, so helpful and 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 prevalent in 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 managing to get the awareness out. Because the Cow Punch campaign is an awareness campaign. Mm. We're trying to get the message to as many people as we can. We've injected the uh, the campaign into the curriculum, and 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 not just in you know like what you'd expect maybe in, in an English song, but it's also in human bile. The, the kids can learn things about the cow punch campaign in human biology, in biology, in physics, you know, the force of a blow, et cetera. So all these radical cool things that uh, a mad company um, called Cool Australia have helped us inject the campaign into their curriculum that then helps us get the awareness and spread the message to mm. the youth before they get out in the big bad world when they're 18 and about in the social scene. Yeah, yeah Bridge is 100% right because when your face goes to it, we think of you as the hard, tough man, which we've seen in the ring, but you promoting the message that, it's not brave to go up and, you know, let the emotions take over if you're out on the drink or anything like that with the ramifications that can come. So the message is brilliant. Yeah, cheers, Daisy. Um, and this time, um, this week, we're focusing on the victims of a cow punch and, and, and predominantly in the early 30s and 43% of victims have to live with a potentially debilitating, life-changing, ongoing effects for the rest of their life from one moment of, of cowardice from some scumbag. Yeah. You know, we're talking about, you know, uh, bowel mo- loss of bowel movements, you know, in a, in a inability to control their bowels, uh, you know, can't speak, can't write, can't talk, uh, can't can't feed themselves, can't can't even, you know, can't communicate and, and are kept alive, um, you know, through full-time carers, through to lesser symptoms of severe PTSD, severe anxiety 
and you know because all of a sudden someone was out and about in a night out and then next minute they're in the hospital yeah. being kept alive with machines it's 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 mindless outside of this stuff mate what are you doing because we did have a little bit of a look through your instagram mm, and as we said fabulous. bridge was very happy <laughs> very got the long hair you're nice and tan still looking fit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm 50 now. I'm, I'm on the uh, I'm on the other side, and I'm, I'm I'm happy to get there. I'm doing a lot of surfing. You know, I relocated down to Marks, and uh, you know, it's it's one of the best locations for quality, consistent surf in the world. And you know, I keep active, I keep fit. Um, surfing's surfing's now. I don't I gave the booze away years ago, so that's my uh, that's that's the only drug of choice for me, mate. Is um is my surfing. Oh, good and, on you. Um, so you're getting yeah. your adrenaline from that because let's be honest about it, your win-loss record, which I'm fascinated with because I have a win-loss record, as you know, <laughs> your win-loss record, Danny Green, is 43-5. Is that right? Uh, 41-5. I wish right. it was 43-5. 41-5. Mine is 0-1. Which <laughs> hey, makes... but you know what? Hey, Bridge, many don't have the courage to actually get in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but do you understand the bit my... where there's no win? <laughs> Yeah, you know, you're you're ahead of most, and and I wouldn't put it down to a loss. I just put it down to a learning experience. <laughs> you are very sweet, Danny Gray. Well, now Daisy here is getting married. Um, handsome man that he is, but he's wanting to get, lose a few kilos. Is that fair, Dave? It is, yes. And you need a bit of help from well, the great well, man. Well, I've been in the the boxing gyms, Danny, and I've been working hard, but. I just need some sort of inspiration or some extra exercises to do that you might have taken from your training camps across the career. Oh, what are you looking for, Daisy? What can I help you with, mate? I want to look like you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't, mate. Seriously, you don't. No, he I does. Like the wrong dog, buddy. But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, it's 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 all about moderation. I mean, with with you, um, you know, want to look good for the for for the wedding. I would um, you know, cut out cut out things that you you really like indulging in. Like, you know, I gave away the booze, you know, a long time ago, and that's not a problem for me. I, I don't miss it at all. But I, I love my sugar, and I'm trying to give the the sugar away as well. You know, processed sugar, and because I'm a chocoholic, I'm I'm mad yeah, at chocolate. Too. I got hypnotised <laughs> for chocolate, Daddy. Just so you know, because I was a chocoholic, and I got hypnotised and gave work? it up for Easter. Yeah, it did. Oh you just gave it up for one Easter. Me. One Easter, I got off it. And then, <laughs> it didn't last, but it got me off chocolate for Easter. <laughs> I might get, I might get the number of the hypnotist because I give it to my wife because she's she's obsessed with me. I can't work it out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> boom boom. I'm completely joking. But um, yeah, and also Daisy, you got to work hard. You know, mate, you had an epic career. You you you're the man. So you know that nothing substitute hard work. He is a man, but he does uh, struggle with moderation, I'm feeling, <laughs> in my short relationship with him. <laughs> Thank you, Legend, Daddy. Guys, much appreciated. Thanks for having me on. This is the Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos. Yesterday, Bridge, you asked Daisy some questions, and now Daisy gets his chance to return the favour. It's time for Daisy and Bridge to learn a little more about each other. I'm a touch nervous for this one. Kind of like a radio first date. What would you suggest for a mature, very good-looking, still in good form, 58-year-old? <laughs> this is... Getting to know you, getting to know all about you. To be fair, all I learned yesterday was that you don't want to choose between Carlton and Collingwood. I didn't get much else out of you. And I have a love and appreciation for self-raising flour. That's about it. That's <laughs> that was about a, all that, I learned. <laughs> well, I've gone a little bit deeper because your questions, you know, they were sort of one-word answers. I'm I couldn't really elaborate. Yeah, but okay. I feel if I ask you a better question, you may then be able to give me a better answer. Is that it? Okay. Yeah. So we'll start off. Mm-hmm. Cats or dogs? What's your favourite? Dogs. Okay. That was really a one-word answer. That's a one-word answer. <laughs> Do you want more detail? <laughs> uh, if you could have one meal, your last final oh, I meal. I love this question. What would it be? It would be curly-tailed chops with mashed potato and hang peas. On, hang on, What's hang a curly-tailed chop? A curly-tailed chop's, um, um, a, what are they called in real life? A loin chop. 
A loin mm. so chop. So why wouldn't we have just said loin chop? Well, because so they've got the, they're ones with the curly tails. They're not barbecue chops. They've got the curly tails with all the fat on them. Ah, like, yeah. Curly tail chops. Okay. With mashed potatoes. Because I often think about um, if I'm on death row, what I'd do. And then I've always thought this is my answer. Nothing fancy like crayfish, peas, <laughs> mash, and gravy. Great. That's it. Mm. Yep. That's it's it. Your last meal out of anything in I the world. Absolutely that's... swear to God. And I, I think about it a lot. Okay. And I often have it, even though it's not my last meal. <laughs> I should, I should have had the next question. If you were to be on death row, what would it be for? But we'll leave that one alone. Uh, if you could give your younger self one bit of advice, what would it be? Oh, gosh. Oh, there um, you go. Um, oh, gosh. This is deep. Have you looked up something like deep questions? Um, oh, what AI. would I tell myself? i tell myself, um, oh, my God, I'm struggling to answer. I would tell myself that it's okay to not be, not be perfect, okay. that you can be bad. <laughs> <laughs> it took a turn. <laughs> We've gone from not perfect to bad. That's fair enough. Uh, you gave me pick one yesterday, Carlton or Collingwood. Mm. Would you please pick one for me, JB or Bill? <laughs> <laughs> well, I love them both like children, as you do Carlton yes. and Collingwood. You know, but you can't favour a child. <laughs> However, um, JB came first, and I've got history with him, so Bill. <laughs> You'll be delighted with that. Maybe you will get to that wedding after all. You're saying nice things about Bill and the other offer's still on the table. It still is. Uh, What's your weirdest trait? Uh, My weirdest trait is I think of it more as a talent than a trait, is I can shut one eye for eight minutes and 15 seconds. We saw that at the pub the other night. (laughs) That's usually when it happens, but like literally full on for eight minutes, 15 seconds. And I used to use it as a weapon to meet boys when I was young. Can you everyone not just close your eyes? No, no, look, no I, do it, I do it with the full eye. Yours, you're doing a sort of squinty, squinty, bad version of it. Okay. So that's my weirdest trait. That and I lose everything. You should have asked how many weird traits have you got. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Sun's out, bin's out. Thanks. What are you doing, Fat? I'll have a spell. <laughs> have a spell, Fat. This is the Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos. Days, your mind has been boggled. It has, and it often goes to strange places. Yeah. I'm happy to admit that. Some of which we don't want to go to. <laughs> no, some of a lot is, of which, to be <laughs> fair, fact, which is just for a couch with a trained professional. Yes, that's right. Not the couch that you... Um, but the other day I was looking in the city and there was this massive crane next to Channel 7. Yeah. Massive crane. Mm. Building a high rise, you know, getting it done. It'd been there for a long time. Come back the next day or a few days later, it's gone. The crane's gone. How do you get a crane of that size down? <laughs> Don't you just like wheel it? Like with a, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, What's that thing called? A, um, don't you just wind I'm, it back? Wind it back. It's in. not a clock. <laughs> no, keep going. No, you know, like oh, you, no, 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 not like a not one of those cranes. Like a like the straight up and down ones oh. that then have the big boom. So, the oh, massive I know. Jobs. Okay, so how do they get it down? Yeah, how do you get it down? You see them in the city. How on do top you dismantle of, a crane? Yeah. Mm. Oh, so I, I genuinely, so if anyone's out there who can help. How I, do they dismantle a crane? The big cranes in the skyscrapers in the city. How so what you, you should have done, Dave, is when you saw the big crane, you should have sat there and watched how they dismantled the crane. It probably would have been a, a, a long process. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't So you've got no idea. No idea. No idea. I, I've got no idea, Rebs. No, I've got no idea. I don't have an engineering bone in my body. We could tell by the way you wanted to wind <laughs> something black on the back. No, we had no idea. I remember the kids had a toy that was a crane and you yeah, wound that, it back. Yeah, it's a bit bigger, I think. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, I understand so, the bigger but, bit, but I thought a bigger handle. So no doubt the family out there, a lot of them yeah. tradesmen and good at it, mm. surely somebody has an idea. 
But these uh, things live in my head rent free. Like, how yeah. does super glue not go off in the tube? Mm. Like, it's sticky when it comes out and then it's not on the inside. Well, do you know what I want to know is how do you build a tunnel underwater without the water coming in? That baffles yeah, me. How do you build a bridge? How do you build a bridge and get <laughs> Ask over Ask your parents. <laughs> <laughs> the loyal family. We yep. know how good they are. Yep. Yep. Broad spectrum of jobs. Yep. We go to Moo in Oakley. Moo. Yay. How you going? I'm good. How are you? Very well, thank you. Can you help me out with my weird question? Yep, I can. So the crane you see is called a tower crane, so it's fixed to the building. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they bring in an even bigger crane, which is a mobile crane on wheels, which erects the crane, and then when the job's finished, it comes in and pulls the crane down. That's why a street will be blocked off over the weekend. Okay. So why don't they just use that for the second crane in the first place, if it's big enough to take the first one down? Because the first, the, the second crane will block off the whole street for if the job goes for a year, the whole street will be blocked off. Mm. So they block it off for a weekend and they pull it down and the guys that do it get paid a fortune. <laughs> really? Are you one of them? Oh, yeah. What's your profession? Uh, I'm a rigger dogman, so I've worked with cranes for 25 years, but no, I'm not as well paid as them. <laughs> oh. Wow. So are they paid because of danger? No, because they work like 24 oh. hours around mm. the clock. Oh, I thought it was danger. Mm. Like, we're all, okay. we're all, no, no, we're all in the union too, so. Good on you, <laughs> Mo. Thank you for your help there, Daisy. Are you happy with that answer? Oh, I am. Well, I think we've got Jack in Echuca, though. Can you elaborate on that or any different views? Jack. Yeah, no, same, mate. Same, same. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay, well, we've got this solved. Mm. So the That's mobile crane. Yep. So yep. you've got but yourself a mobile crane, do you, Jack? No, no, no. We just drive one, yep. Oh, okay. Mm. Yep. Do you get paid a lot of money, Jack? Oh, not as much as the bloke that owns it. <laughs> Good point. Jack, do you think this is a silly question I've asked? Oh, probably not if you've never seen it before, I suppose. Okay, there I appreciate go. that. Like uh, what about we go to the bottom of the board, and this might be slightly embarrassing. Mm-hmm. we got Max in Bayswater, who's 14 years of age. <laughs> Maxie. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> really good, thank you. That's uh, good. Uh, what can you tell me about cranes? Well, so probably about COVID time, because I was in, like, in school learning, like on laptops. Yep. Mm. There was a massive, you know, um, Mountain High Centre. So it's a massive, like mm. where there's coals and stuff. It just got renovated. Yeah. It was massive. And there was a crane that was being built. Right. right? So it was a massive crane. Big one. So me and my little sister decided to name it Craney. Very <laughs> coincidental. Yeah. yeah. Craney. And um, so we saw it every single day, said like, hi, Craney, see what it was lifting. <laughs> and then um, we see another crane. Take it down. Crane number two. So you saw the mobile crane rock up. Yep, a big mobile crane, which I was confused why they'll need a crane to take down a crane, Mm. but then needs to be taken down. So that was probably like one of the saddest days of lockdown. But um, because you'd you'd become close to Craney. Craney. Yeah, we got real close. I I actually got real near it one time. Oh, Maxie, you are a superstar. Thank you so much for ringing. Maxie, we're going to send you a $200 Neverland store voucher, mate, to get yourself some new clothes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Oh, Oh, no worries. You're a bloody legend, Maxie. That is a pleasure. And Max, thanks, Top Flight. (laughs) (laughs) Loyal listener. Triple M's Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos. We are joined by royalty from just down the hall, host of Fox FM Brecky, Nick Cody. 
Our next guest is one of Australia's funniest blokes. I think my favourite part about being a parent is I never know how each day will begin. I remember pre-kids how every day started. Hungover and whenever the f*** I wanted it to. <laughs> so we're hoping we can hear a decent joke on this show for the first time ever. Please welcome Nick Cody. Yeah. Well, if that's anything to go by, you've got Bill well and truly covered already. Nick, welcome. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me on, guys. Oh, it's this lovely to have you, Nick. We've had a pretty uh, rough week having to listen to Bill's jokes yep. all week. So we mm. thought we'd get a decent, a or proper. A proper comedian, a real mm-hmm. comedian, in to sort of lift the, you know, lift the bar. If anything, I'll tell a joke, Joe. If, if anything, the delivery should be better. You know what I mean? Even if it's not as funny as what oh. a bit, hopefully I'll get all the words out in the correct order. Well, That's going to be worth not something. Not just now, but have a listen to the one that Bill rolled with yesterday. A colleague of mine, Jim, oh, what was a colleague of mine, <laughs> complained of a headache. I said, do what I do. I rest my head on my <laughs> wife's lap and it goes away. The headache goes away, Jim. The next day he comes into work. I said, did you do what I told you to do? He said, yes, I did. Mike, hey, that's a colleague said. <laughs> he said, yes, I did. What is this? What is this? I'm going to start. Oh, I can't. You're not allowed to start again. You've got to finish the joke from no. here. Oh. No, we're not starting again. So that's what you're up against. A colleague. Wow. He, he went to tell it again. It was yeah. just as bad. Yeah. I thought he was going to start again after colleague. <laughs> Two words in. So your, your stress levels have gone right oh, down, haven't you? Oh, heard that? I'm very relaxed. Feet up. This should be all right. Now, just on that, Nick, because we're going to get you to do the joke later, yeah. but I want to ask you, um, and I always I like loving, love knowing this about comedians, at what point of your life did you realise I'm funny and I could actually make a living out of this? Oh, that's up and down depending on how the gig's gone that night. <laughs> sometimes it... I'm the king of comedy and the other times it's, well, I've been a fraud this entire time. But... Uh, <laughs> No, I reckon, I don't know, I just say always, it's that, I wasn't the class clown because the class clowns got in trouble. I was the bloke (laughs) slipping the dickhead in the class what to say. So I go, mate, this would be great. Yell this out of the (laughs) teeth. Yells it, gets a big laugh, and then you just sit there, he gets sent out. What do you do if you roll with a gag and it's received poorly? Because in a social setting, that's bad enough if you drop one, let alone a a 200-person theatre. You just have to plough ahead. (laughs) Uh, it, it happens. Still doing shows? Yep. A lot of shows. A lot of shows coming up. But I just released a special out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Cody live at the Corner Hotel. Shot oh. at the iconic uh, pub mm-hmm. at Richmond, the yep. Corner, which I, I love that place so much. And, uh, yeah, the special came out a few weeks ago. It's had about 50,000 views. Oh, so wow. it, we're ticking along. Yeah. And um, it's all going well. And that's a sort of hour of the best of stuff of the last couple tours. So. Working on a new tour at the minute, and hopefully that'll all get announced soon. Where do you get the inspiration for new gags from? Is it everyday stuff? Is it steal stuff yeah, from other people's <laughs> lives? <laughs> no, not allowed to steal stuff, yeah. <laughs> for me, it's um, I have no imagination. So if you come and see me on tour, it is the funniest stuff that has happened to me since the last time you saw me on tour. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Mate, can you tell us about the mid, uh, Mid-Flight Brawl podcast? Now, Daisy, have a listen to this tagline. Any tip rat can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. It's a podcast yep. he's doing. It's unbelievably Got funny. Millions of downloads. It's with another comedian, Luke Heggie, um, a gun comedian. And each week we cover a different uh, air rage incident. So, you know, when you turn on the news and you see someone getting choked out on a jet star flight to Bali or something. Yeah. So each week we cover a different news story from the past covering one of these. Very and good. you, you would think, how many are there? 
infinite, apparently. <laughs> it just keeps happening and it's been happening for years yeah. and it's at the back of the plane, the front of the plane, yeah. it's flight attendants, it's pilots, it's fancy airlines, it's low-cost airlines, everyone everywhere just seems to get on a plane and lose their mind. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. I it's from generally all, the free piss helps. Well, <laughs> you say that, but I reckon t- we're almost 200 episodes in, and a lot of times it seems to be people going, I'm going to try the combination of 12 beers and a Xanax for the first time <laughs> at 30,000 feet, and then they wake up taped to a chair going, what happened? You know? but, well, there is some pressure on you because after the break you do have oh, to deliver a joke, yes. starting off with our Comedian Fridays. Billy's a one all right. Monday through Thursday, yes, and comedians oh. are Fridays. And so. I will be judging. So uh, if you get a plastic, it means yes. it's good. If you yep. get a woolly bully, it oh, means no. you go home. I'm hoping it's plastic. But again, it's a joke joke. It's my favourite joke joke. Uh, a joke joke. Yep. Is that different no, joke? As in, as in, not my material. Just a joke like what Billy would deliver, and hopefully plastic. Come <laughs> on, <laughs> Nick Cody's joke joke coming up next to wrap up the week. The skies are bluer. The sun is shining. The weather's warmer. So there's a pool on there. This is the Rush Hour Summer Edition with Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclos. <laughs> now we might actually end the day with a laugh. Yes, I'm ready. On the best of the Rush Hour Summer Edition, this is a joke from special guest Nick Cody. <laughs> Let's go. So a bloke wakes up, a religious man wakes up, and at the end of his bed, God is standing there. He's like, oh my God, God. He's like, it's me. I need you to sell everything you earn, you've owned. Oh, I've done a billy. I need to, maybe there is pressure with the intro. I'm going to start again. I can't believe I'm saying it. Give me Wooly. Now, we might actually end the day with a laugh. Yes, I'm ready. This is Nick Cody's job. Pressure is on. Man wakes up. God is at the end of his bed and God says, I need you to come with me right now. Sell everything you own. We're going to Vegas. And he's like, God, are you sure this is the right thing to do? And God says, look, it's me. I'm God. Sell everything. The man sells everything, takes all the money. They go to Las Vegas. They're walking down the strip. And God says, this casino, let's go inside. And they walk in. He finds a high stakes blackjack table. And God said, sit down here and put a bet on blackjack. And the man says, how much am I betting? And God says, all of it. And he's like, all of it. It's everything I own. He said, all of it, son. I am God. And the man puts it all down. He gets dealt a 17 and the dealer has a five. So he's pretty confident. And he said, God, should I stay? And he said, absolutely not. Hit. And he said, are you sure, God? And he said, yes. And he hits and he gets a two. He's on 19. He's like, God, surely we stay. And God said, no, son, I need you to hit again. And he hits and he gets an ace and he's on 20. And he's like, God, we've got a 20. The dealer's got a five. Surely we stay. And God says, no, son, we hit. And he hits and gets a six. And God goes, ah, shit. <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> You're not blackjack fans? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the whole joke. <laughs> That's why I do my own material. Look what happens when I do other people's gear. Can I do two things? Yes. I'm going to give a plastic for the delivery. Right. And a woolly bully for the joke. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Split it into two. <laughs> see how this sounds. Beautiful delivery. I don't think we've ever had that before. No, we haven't. Beautiful delivery. Uh, thank you for coming in. You've started well. No, oh, I think mate. that was lovely. So it wasn't God. 
Well, no, it was, God, God's God? just a degenerate gambler. Gamble responsibly. You should say that. We'll give you plastic to send you off, mate. It's the website. You know the drill. Thanks for popping in, Nick. Make sure you check out his YouTube special, Nick Cody, live at the corner. A lot better stuff than what that was. That's the closing bit. This has been another good rush hour summer edition. Daisy Thomas and Bridge Duclaw are back live tomorrow from 4 pm. Until then, download the listener app to hear the show wherever you are and whenever you want. LISTNR. I feel good. Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. Bet with the homegrown bookie this spring carnival. Bluebet. Download the app for iPhone and Android. What are you really gambling with? <laughs>